This is Ben Carr, and y'all are listening to Chasing Birdies. All right, y'all, it's Thursday, and that means we have another fresh new episode of Chasing Birdies. My man, Peps, what's up? Almost as fresh as the new batch of Chasing Birdies Blonde Ale. Mm, so I, I do want to say this episode is brought to you by Lynx Brewing. So head on over to lynxbrewing.com. They got it stocked, they got it loaded, and they got it ready to ship. The Chasing Birdie Blonde Ale. Uh, so go check yourself out some and buy some and support the boys. So we really appreciate it. What's shaking, Bacon? Yeah. Holler at Lynx. Uh, dude, not much, man. I tell you what. You know, it's a great day, going to be a great episode today with USAM runner-up Ben Carr, which we'll get to in a minute, uh, mm-hmm. but not much, bud. I mean, had a great weekend, watched the Tour Championship, and is are you Dude. even surprised that McElroy pulled it off again? I mean, are I am you a little surprised? Bit. I am a little bit, because I was on a plane uh, heading to Phoenix, Arizona, and I was watching it, and man, Scheffler, it's the first time I've ever seen Scheffler a little shaky. He was shaky, dude. Oh, he was. Um, but I'll tell you where the whole thing changed was on 15 when McElroy, they said, did he skull the bunker shot? He just hit it so damn hard and good. It flew the green, went into the crowd, and then he chips it, mm-hmm. hits the stick, goes to six feet. Scheffler makes bogey. McElroy makes mm-hmm. it. And and that, I game feel like changer. that was the game, the, the game changer right there. But, it, you know, it was kind of cool to watch them on 18 – and I don't know if they were nervous, probably not. But I mean, eighteen mil on the line. They both strike driver right down the middle, and Scheffler hits a little right in a bunky, and Rory, you know, just greens wide open. I thought he was going to stick it, but he had a hell of a recovery there. Got that free drop, and you know, short sided, but played to the middle a little bit. And there you go, boom, eighteen mil in the bank. I think he has twenty eight million. In course earnings this year, bud. I mean, long, long story hello? short, how good is that for the PGA Tour? I mean, the guy has stuck incredible. his neck out there. He stuck his neck out there, standing up for the PGA Tour during all this live uh, golf stuff, and he's you know he wins it. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Him and Tiger come out with a yep. business partnership earlier this week. That's huge. Then he wins the you know twenty twenty eight million bucks. Oh, and yeah. you know what? Yeah, he could go get a lot more money in the live tour. But in reality, he he's playing for history, man. And uh he loves it and I'm so happy for the guy. If I don't know if you've noticed, he's won the uh 2016, 2019, 2022. So every three years my man's winning the FedEx Cup. And that's a cool thirty million when you win that. So how you doing today? Mm-hmm. No, I love the changes for the tour. I love what McElroy stands for, and congrats to him. That was phenomenal to watch. And, uh, you know, here we go, 2023 season right around the corner. 100%. i tell you what, though, but I've been on these smoothie kicks lately. I've been m- making smoothies every morning with some organic protein and some berries mm-hmm. and whatnot. I'm always kind of messing around with stuff like that. But new sponsor of the show, everyone, Player Brand Biltong. If you don't know what Biltong is, it's a type of dried jerky so to speak that originated from south africa new sponsor of the show with the show player brand biltong uh, check them out online at playerbiltong.com and when you place an order make sure you type in birdies 10 at the checkout aisle because birdies 10 will give you 10 percent off point being is the jerky is incredible Loaded with protein, tastes phenomenal, great snack, pick me up, whatever. So highly recommend it. Check it out again, Birdies 10 at checkout, player brand Biltong, get you some meat. And I tell you what, man, if you're playing 162 holes of golf like our guest today, Mr. Ben Carr, you need that. Yes, you (laughs) You do. I mean, I I can't believe the kid is, number one, he's the runner-up in the U.S. Amateur. He packed Mm -hmm. for a couple days. I mean, he basically packed to get through the, yeah. the first round of match play, and he was packing his bags going home. But it just tells you, laundry, boys. Learn how to do your laundry, and, and you can stay a little longer. Our man took yep. it to the 36th hole of the final, loses one down. But I'll tell you what, special kid, man. I, the way that he handled himself in the interviews, mm. on the course, never gave up. I mean, the kid's chasing birdies in life and on the course. And, and guess what, guys? You'll watch him at Augusta. And you'll watch him at LACC in the U.S. Open because he's exempt. 
Yeah, that's 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 big, man. So we are so stoked today for this episode of Chasing Birdies with Ben Carr, runner up at the 2022 U.S. Amateur Championship at Ridgewood Country Club. What do you say, Pep? Why don't we just roll it right over, huh? Let's roll. As you all know by now, Chasing Birdies is proud to be partners with Holderness and Bourne. Check them out online at hbgolf.com. Holderness and Bourne makes fabulous pieces that help you look good on the course, even if your game is not up to par. Check out their new arrivals now for this golf season. Also, head on over to chasingbirdies.com to get some custom Chasing Birdie gear from Holderness and Bourne. We'll continue to drop these pieces through every season. That's chasingbirdies.com and Holderness and Bourne at hbgolf.com. All right, everybody out there, we're here today on Chasing Birdies, and today's guest has chased a lot of those damn things over the last several years, and more recently, in the United States Amateur Championship. We have Ben Carr joining us today from Georgia Southern. Ben, my man, what's up? Not much, man. Uh, I just got got back from New Jersey earlier this week, and just been doing a lot of rest, and it was a really long week, but it was a really fun one, so I'm glad to be back into a normal routine and get on here with you guys so what'd you do in jersey you go to the beach <laughs> i wish man i did i did something a lot more stressful so i was up in new jersey for 10 days didn't think i was going to be there for that long but i'm glad i was uh, i made it all the way to the final in the usm and uh i, I lost to sam bennett who's a great player but uh, it was a long uh really successful and fun week we're gonna get into the us amateur a little bit i mean uh, but I do want to find out about like high school, middle school. Were you always into the game of golf? Was that your passion growing up, or did you play other sports and kind of play a little baseball, a little basketball, how we all did growing up, and then settled in golf? Like, what got you to golf? Yeah, so I played baseball, basketball, and golf uh, up until high school. I'm I'm a pretty short guy. I'm like five eight. So, so you and really Bash are the same height, bud. <laughs> Bash yep. might be taller than me. There's uh, no, there yeah, is I'm not a chance that. in hell. That's <laughs> right, possible. Pump the brakes. Um, so I get to high school. I really want to play baseball, but honestly, I'm just too little. And uh, I figured uh, I'd, I'd choose the sport that you can be little and have some success, which was golf. And but yeah, I, I really my my first love was baseball and. I was I was wanting to play high school baseball for Columbus High School. Uh, that's where I went to high school. It's baseball powerhouse, and that's kind of what I grew up grew up watching their games, and always wanting to be one of those guys. But uh, I, I ended up choosing golf because because of my frame. Were you always? Uh, I guess you know you you were successful before the USAM. It's not like this just happened overnight. You've you've had successes leading into that. But were you always successful? on the golf course or was there a little bit of a time where it was a struggle and then like college you hit your peak or high school junior year you know you understand what i'm saying there yeah definitely so i played i played at a i started to first really play at a pretty high level kind of early on in high school started getting recruited a little bit here and there and uh i mean you know how golf is there's peaks and valleys i mean in the peaks you got a decent amount of schools calling and then you you don't play well for a couple months and everybody backs off and there's that cycle so i i i experienced a lot of that and actually committed to nc state uh, north carolina state and raleigh for a little over a year i grew up a huge nc state fan and that was that was always where i wanted to go and they offered and i committed like that and uh had a change of heart my senior year uh and ended up choosing to come play for georgia southern and Coach Carter Collins, and I uh, got to school, and it's it's felt like a steady progression since my freshman year. But there've definitely been some lows and some highs, but it has not always been smooth sailing. Um, especially more recently, early on this summer. I mean, I, I played awful at NCAA's and at the Northeast Amateur, and I just I didn't know if I was gonna. I mean, if you had told me I was gonna make a run at the USM in the middle of June. I didn't even think I was going to be playing the USM. So, yeah, that's just how golf is. I mean, y'all know how it is. It's just you never know. You you never know, and that's True. the thing. It's like what's around the corner, right? I mean, that's why Bash plays on the Wendy's tour here in the state of West Virginia. He never knows when he's going to win the next one. <laughs> that's right. But, um, 
<laughs> there is nothing like college golf, man. I mean, I mean, you've experienced the, the amateur golf, but college golf is so much fun. You're traveling with the boys, you know, you, you're going on a trip five, six times in the fall, five, six times in the spring. Tell us a little bit about what college golf has done for you as a man and as an athlete, a student athlete. Yeah. Um, so in high school, uh, I was, I mean, I've, I've always considered myself a decent kid, but in high school definitely had this edge to me and was probably annoying to a lot of people. And I get to school and got my teeth kicked in pretty early. Um, and my coach, uh, I really resonated with my coach, coach Collins, and he's been instrumental as not only a golf coach, but as a role model, just a figure in my life that mm -hmm. I've always leaned on and looked up to. And I think, I mean, to answer your question, I think he's been the one that's uh, allowed me to grow so much. And um, along with uh, just becoming a better son to my mother and a, and a better brother to my brother Sackett. Um, and I mean, really, I didn't know what that was, what, what that took until I met my coach. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, college coaches are, are, are just, yeah. they're, they're there for you all the time. You see them more than anybody else you see in four years because you're always going to the course, chipping, putting, workouts, uh, traveling, driving the van, doing this, doing that, making sure you're good. And it's just, it, it is, it's a good relationship for the college student athlete. That's, that's sure. why I yeah, said you always would be a, you would always be a great coach, Pep. I mean, I'm just motivating. I get in the trenches, bud. I'm probably the most unmotivating person there, Ben. Um, <laughs> I'm not a great teammate. Uh, I yell if you're a two man partner to me. I tell you how bad you're hitting the fucking ball. Um, uh -huh. It's just like it's tough. I'm not there. I, I just I'm not a, a motivator. I, I kind of knock you down a little bit. It's not the best. <laughs> hey, some people need to no. be knocked down. That, that's the only way they can be motivated. So maybe you are no. a good motivator. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen it work yet. But <laughs> so you got your fifth year, fifth year senior. Is that correct, Ben? That's correct. In Georgia Southern, and obviously, before we go any further, shout out Mason Williams. Shout out um, Mason Williams. You know that's your boy. That's our boy here from back here, Bridgeport. Um, Mason, I feel like yesterday he was running around a club in diapers and eating chicken tenders and fries, and now he's brokering podcast deals. So it's like my man, he's a stud. I love him. Um, yes, we but, love mates. Yeah, you're you're getting back into the, the swing of things, no pun intended. But you know, fall golf's coming up for you guys. What has your schedule been like leading up to the U.S. Amateur and now transitioning back over to college golf? Has that been a little bit more difficult for you to get back into that team routine a little bit, or are you just really stoked about it? Um, a little bit of both. I mean, the attention that last week garnered was. It's something I just wasn't really ready for. And uh, thankfully my coach kind of gave me this week to just like compartmentalize and uh, get some rest and get some sleep and just hang out with my teammates and uh, just ease back into things. But at the same time, I'm so excited. I mean, we're, we're going on a cool team trip this weekend to play in practice at a really nice course down here. And next week we're leaving for our first tournament. So it's just a, really quick turnaround and um yeah i mean i'm more excited than anything i i love my teammates i love my coaches and i can't wait to get back on the road with them i gotta be honest with you right now right out of the gate i've never met you before ben ryan spoke very highly of you. you you handle yourself very well it's nice to see I, I like that and uh you know kudos to you on that i do have to ask a question um you had the last four the last four events of uh, your year. You had four top eights, and I heard that you were YouTubing how to grip a putter. Um, oh my god! Thanks, is that true? Mason. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, we were. Um, uh, that's actually so. True. I mean, bud. I know. So yeah, last fall is what you're referring to. I had a great fall. I was playing some of the best golf of my life, and I mean. Honestly, Mason's the same way. I mean, I could probably tell you a few things that is in the same category, um, but I'm, I think I'm a little worse about it. And we were sitting in our facility one day, and I, I'm so hard on myself about putting. And uh, he he's noticed that I've kind of stepped off to the side, and I'm like sitting on my phone, and I'm staring at it. I'm not typing. I'm just staring, watching a video on low volume. And he's like, 
dude, what are you watching? And he comes over there because I'm not going to tell him. I was ready to just exit out of it. And he sees what I, what I typed nothing, in. Man. It's basically like a tutorial on putting. Like that's really what it is. And I was watching the first three <laughs> minutes of it to try and learn some new grip. Or just the, I think I was just trying to putt with a conventional grip and I'm a cross-handed guy and I don't know. I'm, <laughs> that's so funny that – Y'all know that, but so, so you're cross-handed. Are you cross-handed from everywhere, or is it like 15 feet and in? Oh, it's everywhere. I mean, I had like a 60 or 70 footer in the final from off the green, well below the surface, and I hit it cross. All right, let's just get right into it because it's too exciting. Um, yeah, let's talk about this U.S. Amateur. You you qualify for the U.S. Amateur, like you said, you weren't very comfortable with your golf game. You don't pack for 10 days, do you? I mean, do you or don't you? I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure some guys did, and uh, I mean, good for their confidence. But I'm packing for like five days, like the two practice rounds, two rounds of stroke play, first round of match play, and then I'm just like, all right, if I do something crazy, I'm doing laundry. Buy a shirt. I think I did laundry yeah. three times. <laughs> did you wear the same shirt ever? Oh, like, yeah. I mean, obviously. I think uh, I think I recycled probably three shirts, and I, it would have been more. But my home club back in Columbus was nice enough to send me some shirts for the weekend, or else I was I would have worn every shirt I had twice. That would have been great, Ben. The guys out there <laughs> in the same shirt, people. He should have just worn for been, seven straight days. That would have been hysterical. Yeah, First I'm time anybody's awesome. ever worn a shirt the same every day. Yeah, seriously. So where did you qualify to get in? Uh, I actually qualified in Statesboro, where Georgia Southern is, and uh, it was at our university course. So I was pretty excited to see that when when uh, when all the sites came out and played well enough to get through. I mean, I got through, I think, one clear of the number and had to make a bunch of birdies coming in. So, I mean, if I – who knows what – I mean, obviously, I wouldn't have been playing the tournament if I just would have – if I would have played the last 10 holes three under par, I wouldn't have played the USAM. So I was able to play them in four under, sneak into the tournament. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad, the, I'm glad the qualifier was here. I mean, that was huge. That's all it takes, though, just to get in, right? That's what these PGA Tour players, all you do, got to do is get into the playoffs or just get, your, get in the top 125, and then you're playing, so to speak, with house money, right? And you can free yeah, it up 100%. a little bit. So, yeah, the way I look at it is, I mean, first of all, obviously you got to make the tournament, get through the qualifier, like you're saying. And then once you get there, it's just like, all right, let's make match play because this is one of maybe two tournaments. I mean, big tournaments in amateur golf where there's a match play portion. And I mean, you can obviously finish 64th in in the country. Well, I mean, the the USAM and the Western AM are the two big ones I can think of that have match play. And, uh, I mean, the way I look at it is if you can get through first the qualifier and then stroke play, it's truly anybody's game because, I mean, y'all know, you don't have to beat other 63 guys once you get to match play. You have to beat five guys to get to the final. I mean, right. so mm-hmm. that that gave me a lot of confidence just knowing knowing that once I got to match play, I mean, you just, you just got to get hot for five days against one guy each day. And, I mean, anybody can do it. Just get into match play and – be a competitor and just get fired up and just, it's cool. I mean, but you're the 70th ranked amateur in the world. I mean, that's pretty badass, man. Thank you. So you got to be feeling, you got to be feeling good about this. Um, yeah, for sure. I don't know. Oh, uh, uh, you're talking about just last week? Yeah, yeah just getting in. I mean, it's like. Just getting in. Oh you're, you're 70th in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's. Yeah, the top 50 guys in the world are the only ones that are truly exempt for the tournament. So, I mean, there's no difference between 51st and 3,001st. So, I mean, everybody's got to qualify if you're not in that top 50. So, to, to do it through, through qualifying was was cool. Because I don't think a lot, of, a lot of guys that make the final come out of a qualifier, if I had to guess. Can we talk? Well, go ahead, Pup. What's, no, what's up? I, it's just, but I'm not 70th in... Elizabeth Township, let alone in the world. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty impressive. You're, se- and, you're 70th at Yawk, bud. All right, bud. It's <laughs> not my business, but yours. So you, you you sneak in the match play. You're not sneaking the match play. You get in the match play. The, the match play, can you explain to some people, there's people out there that play golf, but they don't 
appreciate they don't understand match play or what it's like. Can you explain to people as a really good, really, really good player, when you get into match play, what's the mindset? What is your mindset when you step on the first tee, the first round, what's going through your mind? Okay, so for me, this is kind of the way I look at it. And I think I think a lot of other guys who have had success in match play would say the same thing. So you just prove to yourself in stroke play that you belong in match play. You have proved to yourself that you're playing that golf course well. You have a good game plan. Your game's in the right spot. There's no reason not to be confident. And I think a lot of people fall in the trap in match play because it's 1v1. They're so focused on what the other guy's doing that it takes them off their own game. I mean, they're making – I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a couple of times around where you are making decisions based off what the other guy's doing. But, I mean, I think where guys struggle in match play who usually have a lot of success in stroke plays where they are so enthralled with what the other guy's doing and before you know it, you lose the hole when you thought when you thought you had it in your hands. So, for me, it's just take the confidence I gained from stroke play, go into match play, don't change a thing, try to keep playing the golf course better every day because I'm only going to get more comfortable on that golf course the longer I'm there. And I figure if I can just – Mm. carry that mindset and into match against one guy. I mean, I, I feel like it gives me enough of a mental edge to where if I, if I play well, physically play well that day, I feel like it's, it's going to be tough to beat because I feel like mentally and physically I'm in the right spot. And I mean, I'm just trying to beat the golf course. And if, if I get beat, I, I said the whole week, if somebody beats me while I'm trying to beat the golf course, I'm cool with that. You, did you learn something there, bud? Yeah, I mean that's his Bob Rotella. Do you do you listen to Bob Rotella or talk to Bob Rotella? No, I do not. That's his Bob Rotella as it gets right there. I've heard his. I mean, again, you got to play. There's too many people, and and you find yourself. I don't play in very many match play events, but I mean, remember guests from my match play events. But (laughs) and he's you get in there, and it's not stop, just stop. And uh, you get in there, and you're so worried about the other person instead of just worrying about you versus the hole because that's all that matters. That is all all that matters. Yeah. There's nothing else you can do. Yeah. I mean, and you got to be comfortable with that mindset because, I mean, there's times where you feel like you're in such a good headspace and the guy just outplays you. And I knew that would happen at some point all week. I mean, obviously, I was hoping it wouldn't happen and it ended up happening the last day. I mean, but I'm okay with that. I mean, I mean, a perfect example. I don't know if y'all watched the broadcast, but all all anybody's been asking me all week is on. 13 in the afternoon why didn't you lay up so basically i followed him out of bounds mm-hmm. and i mean that just kind of goes back to what i'm saying that was i'm, I'm most comfortable going for that shot it's, it's a great number for me I, I really like hitting hybrid into par fives and i just didn't hit the shot and i mean people are going to ask me that probably for the rest of my life i mean people can't stop talking about it and i'm just telling the same i'm telling everybody the same thing one i didn't know his ball was out of bounds because nobody signaled back and two I'm comfortable hitting that shot. I'm going to try and hit it every time. And if I don't, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, you, you look in your defense, you didn't know the ball was OB number one. And frankly, you're not that, you're not that long out. I mean, you had a hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with, with a lot of places to miss too, I just, just hit a bad shot and that's okay. And that's the thing, though. You can dissect that round any way, which way you mm-hmm. want. You can go back to the hole before that. I mean, you, you missed the par putt, and you gave a one there. It's not just that shot. I get what people are saying, but at the same time, if you don't know and nobody looks back, then why are you going to change your game plan? And this is back to match play. I'm sticking to my game plan, and that's my game plan, and I'm rolling with it. Yeah, because, I mean, if his ball is an inch in bounds, he hits some wild recovery shot, makes a 20-footer for birdie, I lay up, make par, I'm, I'm getting asked that question. I mean, you just can't win. Let me ask you this, Ben. And this is this is just my opinion because I know for me, if I were in your shoes, this would have been a thorn in my side. You're five down. You claw back. You get it to three down, okay? Okay. You're on the 27th hole of the match, and Bennett has a birdie putt from, it looks like, 20, 25 feet. And you're in there about eight feet. And he makes it. Now you're thinking you have the one up because maybe he's not going to make the birdie putt. You got a good look from eight feet. You might go now two down. Now you have to step into that putt with not only an immense amount of pressure, 
but you got to make that putt to have the hole now instead of winning it. What did that feel like in the moment when he made that putt and now you you knew that putt was bigger than it was three minutes ago? Yeah, 100%. So I think that to answer that question, I think it kind of starts back to when I was five down. So I got a lot of momentum getting back to three down. Looked like I was going to win the 26th hole, halved it. It was still a decent half based on my first chip. Bad half before my first chip. But I got out of there with the half, lost a little bit of momentum. And I think on that 27th hole, I think I could have picked back up that momentum with a little miss, with a miss make there. And yeah, for him to make that, I mean, if I was to miss that eight, nine footer, I mean, he has all the momentum in the world. He just got a nice half on the hole before pretty much shut down all momentum I had by making that putt. And uh, yeah, that was probably, I mean, outside of 17, obviously that was probably the biggest must make all day. Yeah. And that putt had to go in. I mean, I would have been four down with nine to go, and he has the momentum. I mean, yeah, that putt definitely had to go. So it was cool to look up and see it tracking because I, I knew that was a, a momentum putt. I had to keep it for sure. But could you Absolutely. imagine making that putt? Huh? No. I, I, you probably would have jumped been, in the hole, eh? No, but I would have been there, and on yeah, I would have committed to the putt and would have tried my hardest to make it, but I would have been so damn mad. I'm like, this guy just fucking rolls it in. Which it's, is what um, they do, which is what you guys do. It is what they do. Um, well, the thing that pissed me off a little bit, and, and Colt knows is a buddy of the show and, and, and ours, and when you were five down, I've never met you, but I was pulling for you because of Mason, so I'll be quite yeah, honest with you. And uh, you were five down, and he said, there, guys, this match is all but over. And I'm thinking wow. to myself, what the hell? Like, and then you went four down, and you went three down, and I'm thinking, here we go, boys. And even Colt was then, he's like, all right, I'm getting fired up right now out here. <laughs> because it is, it's, it's, it is so emotional, such an emotional roller coaster. That's what people don't understand. You, you don't want to get too high or too low. You're too low, yeah. you, you, you're putting yourself in a grave. If you're too high, that's not good either. So it was very impressive to watch how you handled yourself out there. I mean, was there ever a point in the match where when you get five down, are you thinking to myself, I can't do anything like it's a, it's over or are you thinking to yourself, all right, let's, let's do something here. So, yeah. So I, I said, I think I went to five down after the third hole in the afternoon. So after the uh, 21st, so I was five down and uh, he hit in the left rough on four and he was, he was first to hit and that was one where I was like, because the rough's so thick out there, and if your opponent puts it in the rough, it's like, get this in the fairway, and you got the leg up on him, and I've just followed him right into the rough, and I just remember walking up that fairway, like, I mean, it just felt like every opening I'd had that day, I just hadn't hadn't capitalized on it, and we have that hole with bogey, uh, we go to the next, I have a wedge from the middle of the fairway, and just basically chunk it, and, uh, it kind of rolls back halfway down the false front, got 60 or 70 feet, but it was a putt. It was a, a putt I had that morning. So I knew the read. I had a good feel for the speed. I was probably 10 feet closer. And, uh, I mean, I was just trying to get it up there five, six, seven feet. Anything inside that would have been awesome. And to see that go in and hear the crowd, that's, that's when I felt like I was back in it. And to be honest, before that happened, I, I didn't know if I was going to be able to get back in it, but as soon as that putt dropped and I heard the crowd, it was like, let's go. Like, yep. go. And yeah, then, exactly. so, we, so we go to the next hole. I'm acting like I'm on the bag for you right now, even though Willie Wilcox <laughs> Willie. was on the bag for you, which a lot of people don't, didn't know that. Um, you know, PGA Tour player, he had a great finish to players, right? Yeah, he made a hole in one on 17. Yeah. So, so we're going to the next hole, boys. We're four down. And then you chip in, which, Bash, could you imagine me having to hit that chip? Did you see that? Oh, bud. It's bladed over the green. <laughs> I mean, fuck off. So tell oh, us Lord. So tell us. a lot of people would not be comfortable in that position to take out, I'm assuming, a 54 or 56-degree wedge. Yeah, Correct? so, yeah, yeah. So it was a 56, and uh, me and Will were talking about putting or chipping it. I mean, obviously, it was in my head that I had just made a putt from off the green on the hole before. But this ball was sitting so good, and if I if I was able to chip it, I could take out all the break from the ball to the front edge of the green. 
And uh, once once I got on the green, I saw there wasn't a whole lot of break. So I figured, you know, if I clip this right, I figure I can hit it online. I mean, it's a little chip shot and get the speed right. Like I can I can scare the hole. And the more I was kind of over it, taking practice swings, thought to myself, like, this is really makeable. Like, I feel super comfortable. I mean, I didn't, I didn't think about all this, but that's what was kind of hit me in the face was like, I'm, let's make this. And uh, it left the face and it landed in a perfect spot. And as soon as it started to roll out like a putt, I really, I, I had a feeling it was going in and looking at it, uh, watching it drop. I think I just looked at Will. I, I did look at Will and kind of fist bumped. And he, uh, he had his tongue out, like smiling ear to ear. It was hilarious. But that was, it was louder on that hole than it was in the hole before. Yeah, that was, that was insane. That, that, there you are. Now you're three down. And yeah, the next, right hole's where, next hole's where he stuffed another one, right? You stuffed one and he makes the bomb. Um, or was that two holes later? The next hole we have with par. Um, two holes later. Like 25 feet. Two holes later we have, I don't know. You have with birdies. Oh, yeah, 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 that was nine. That's right. Yeah, yeah. we yeah, have, so with you have with Yeah, birdies. I hit one in there, cut him out, and we both made it. But, yeah, that, that two-hole stretch on five and six, I – I can't stop watching the videos. I mean, they're so cool to me just to watch, just to hear the crowd because I don't, I don't oh get to play in front of many crowds. So the coolest thing to me was like just hearing the crowd uh, be on my side, I mean, the majority. And, and, the, and the best uh, part about the crowd like, was your boys were there. The yeah. Georgia Southern golf oh, yeah, team yeah. came in. Mason Williams, I mean, he probably had too many waters that day, but they were having a blast. <laughs> They were having so much fun. Um, it was so fun to watch, was, man, because supporting you, I mean, that that, that yeah. has to give you so much energy. Oh, yeah. I mean, so my three roommates, Mason, Colin, and Wilson, and my teammates, uh, they were there. My coach was there. My family was there. Everybody from back home came up. And uh, the way they kind of talk about the weekend was everybody was coming up near them and being like, because they saw the logos and stuff, and they're like, we're all Ben's friends, teammates. And when they said yes, everybody would just latch onto them and want to follow mm -hmm. them everywhere. Yeah. And they just kept pulling harder and harder every hole once they got to know my friends because they're such good people. And everybody there just wanted to be around them and pull for me ladder and ladder every every hole. And uh, oh, it was just I'll never be able to repay them for like the energy they brought. I mean, they got so loud. So I, I do have to ask a question, and, and Colt. Again, it's easier when you're you're not actually in the in the match, right? I mean, Colts won a U.S. Amateur, so he understands it. But at the same time, um, 16, 34th hole, the par three, you went good, good. Yeah. What? Why? Is that something that like he looked at you and said good, good, or do you look at him and say good, good, or? Yeah. That so down? he putted first and had probably two feet down the hill on, on a similar line to the putt I was coming in with. And w before I hit the putt, obviously I, I saw him putt it, and I wanted to give it to him. But I, I like putting with people's mark down because it gives me more confidence knowing they're not in the hole yet, even if I think I might give him the putt. Um, so I left his mark there. I rolled it by. I had three feet. He had two, two and a half. And it just felt really weird in that moment that we were that our marks were down. Like they were mm -hmm. just too, they were just too close. And I've always prided myself, no matter what the moment is, like I, we don't want to see each other putt these. Like let's. Right. And he said it. He said, "You just want to go good, good." I was like, L "Let's go to the next. This is stupid." I just, I just don't think anybody should have to, you know, just stress over those two little putts that yeah. late in the match. Let's just go to the next hole. I don't want to win a hole like this. He didn't want to win a hole like this. Let's go. Right. That's good. Eric no, Tangrady is going to love to hear this, but I mean, he, we're never going to hear the end of this with Eric Tangrady, our buddy. He wants like five footers given to him, four foot. You're not going to give me that? You're not going to give me that? Yeah, so. it's like BK, bud. I mean, BK would be begging for a three footer. So you go into 17, great. Again, you're in the rough. They're, they're kind of, they're, they're saying you're dead. He's, he's, he's ahead of the game. He's in the fairway. He short sides himself, which again, I thought it was in the bunker. And you saw it from the other side, so you saw that it was out of the bunker. You hit a phenomenal shot out of that rough to about 25 feet. To just, I'm assuming all you're trying to do is just get in the middle of the green. Yeah, definitely. So he was in the middle of the fairway, probably 20 back of me. And uh, 
I didn't really watch him hit, but I mean, obviously, I heard the contact, heard the contact, and was kind of waiting for his ball to land, and I was shocked to see it miss and miss where it did. And uh, so I was thinking, like, I just got this ball in the green, you know, put the pressure back on him, especially because I knew if I got the ball in the green, I'd probably be putting first because he was chipping, but he was fairly close to the hole. And uh, it came out, my, my shot came out a little right because the lie was so bad, and it was basically flagged. And uh, it ran 30, 35 feet by, and um, I was happy to have that hole after he, I mean, he, he chipped it to, uh, inside the grip, so I tossed him his ball, and I was happy to make that little six footer because I wanted to, I wanted the match to end another way, and I'm I'm glad I went to eighteen. I thought I thought you jarred that, yeah, putt birdie putt man. <sighs> oh yeah, I know I I did too. I thought it was gonna break. It was just carrying a little too much speed. And then we go to eighteen, and then you guys have it. Unfortunately, you lose one down, but you man. know you so can take away. 16, that was sixteen we were talking about. I made a putt on seventeen oh, to extend. Right. That's like right, fifteen feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my holes are yeah. backwards. Are okay, it's a lot of golf. I'm old. Yeah, 162 hole. Yeah, you make 17, you go to 18, you hit a little over long. I think you hit it long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hit my tee shot in the right rough and had a, a tough shot but a doable shot and just gave it a little too much gas and it ran through the green. And I had a pretty bad lie and I needed to hole it. And I, mean, I tried. It just came out a little dead and right. I tell you what, though, dude. I mean, obviously, yeah, you lose one down it's a win you you like you said earlier you pack for five days maybe and here you are you get to the championship hats off again to you ben it's incredible to watch incredible to see here's the thing that's kind of interesting to me correct me if i'm wrong but i had the pleasure of playing with you last year we played down to pete die in bridgeport west virginia and i think on the first four or five holes you could have been four or five under because you were that close to the hole. You're having a little bit of maybe you were youtube and how to hold a putter that day i don't know but you had a little puddle <laughs> issues right there but you were single-handedly ahead of this guy. Your your driver ball speed hitting 180 miles an hour a couple Holy times. Shit, bud! I mean, you were just absolutely blitzing the ball. And did that? I mean, Center correct cut. me if I'm wrong. You were ahead of him the majority of the time. I mean, he swings hard at it. Yeah. Um, so I thought he was going to be a little longer than he was because he's got. He's got such a powerful move for yeah. his size, uh, but he hit it a little lower than I pictured him hitting it, and we weren't getting t- a ton of roll, so he wasn't getting a lot out of – he wouldn't get as much as he usually was probably. And uh, just as the day went on and as the adrenaline got, you know, more and more, I I just kept swinging. Up. I didn't know I was swinging harder, but – I somebody was sending me my ball speeds like the other day and they just kept going up and up and up. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, once, once you get that late into the week, you're just teeing it up really high and hitting it hard because I I don't know why, but at least that's what I was doing. Um, and it was fun because I enjoyed flying them by by a decent bit. It was fun for me. Oh my God. How you were out there. How good. Okay. You, your runner up in the US Amateur, how good did that beer taste? <laughs> it was it tasted really good. I mean the whole uh, week because you're the whole week you're you're focused. You're you're resting, mm-hmm. you're you're hydrating, you're and you go all the way to the thirty sixth hole on in the US Amateur for everything. That beer had to taste so damn good. It did. Um but we had to get up at uh three AM the next morning and catch a fight, so honestly I didn't stay up too late, but uh, it was it was definitely nice to be able to just relax and be like a, a normal college fifth year for a couple hours and just hang out with some friends and just talk about what had just happened and just the stories. I mean, telling stories and hearing their stories and just making phone calls. I mean, it's, it was so much fun to do that. Has it hit you, honestly? Has it hit you? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I definitely... I mean, bud, you're a celebrity I mean, right now. 20, no, I'm not. Definitely not a celebrity. I, <laughs> um, it's been fun. It's been fun to to just recognize everybody's support and get back to people and hear hear some cool cool things that have come my way, like chasing birdies. Like this, this would never happen, man. Like this is awesome. Um, yeah, this is a lot of fun. But, I mean, yeah. Ex- I mean, seriously, like stuff like this, like that's 
I just think it's so cool. And that's like the best thing to come out of last week is, is just all these cool opportunities. Real quick. So like since you finished and you don't have to give companies, you don't have to, do these people reach out to you now? Like, Hey Ben, you know, it's great playing these, these club companies, these agents, these tournaments, sponsors, exemptions, the PGA tour events. Has this been happening now since you, you finished? Uh, I mean, a few, a few cool things have come my way. Like just stuff that, I mean, I didn't really expect, but I mean, they're all really cool opportunities and some might work out, some might not, but it's, it's cool to, uh, just, I don't know, see, see all this stuff that I've always wanted start to pay off a little bit and, Mm -hmm. um, just get some of these opportunities to come my way. And, um, yeah, it's just something I just didn't really ever foresee happening in, in a week's span. Tell me, what did you learn from this experience? I, I think the biggest thing that I learned was that I'm, I'm good enough. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, a couple of weeks before the USAM, I had played the Western Am. I was up there with Mason. And mm-hmm. I didn't play well after the cut. And I came home and I had just, I was just tired and just really frustrated with my game and I just remember sitting with my mom and brother and saying like I don't think I can compete with these guys anymore like I just I thought my I mean I still knew I could play pretty good golf but I thought I thought some of my best golf was in the past and um just just to get to the am and prove myself wrong um that was probably the the best thing I learned was that I was wrong about that and I'm not always going to play great I'm not it's not always going to be perfect or, or this much fun, but I, I'll always be able to draw back on last week and say I can do this again, or I can I can I can get better from this, or I might not always play like that, but I can I can get back to that because I've proven that I can do it. I think that's the, the biggest thing I've learned. I will. I'll, I'll tell you something funny uh, from our from our local uh, town, Nathan Smith. I don't know if you you're familiar with that name. He won two U.S. Mid Amateurs, played in. Two, two masters walker cups all that and uh, his parents had a house about three hours uh, away from augusta so when he qualified the first year he would just go down and be at augusta like every day yeah so the second the second year he showed up and and augusta told him hey listen last year is not happening this year you're not coming here every single day and <laughs> so long story short choose wisely eh yeah, so I've heard. What do you get? So you go, you play in the Masters. Um, I get the Masters and the U.S. Open. Now, I mean, think about that, dude. I, that's incredible. That is going to be so. Awesome is that excite you? you? I mean, you're from Georgia. Does that excite what? you? Smile yeah. a little bit. Oh my God, yeah. Come on, yeah. It's the Masters, it's freaking Masters, like, dude. I'm so excited. I mean, it feels like it's next week, the way people are talking to me about it. That's so freaking cool. I mean, a small, what is that, four-hour drive from from where you are right now? From where I am right now, it's just over an hour. From my hometown, it's it's about three hours. But, I mean, I'll I'll be here in Statesboro before the tournament, and it's a a little over an hour. So they, I, I will say the one thing about the uh, Georgia Southern logo, the only reason I knew of it is because of Cole Swindell. So um, has, now the question is, has he reached out to you? Oh, yeah. Uh, me and Cole have been buddies for probably two or three years now. Um, he hangs around the program a good bit. I mean, Mason knows him. We all know him. And um, me and him have, have bonded over a few things we share. Uh, we have in common over the last couple of years and uh he was he was uh texting me all week and sending me videos uh That's just, awesome, man. just getting me pumped up and um yeah i can't wait to see him he's coming to perform in states pro in october and oh, man. i'm looking forward to that so. i'd say you're gonna have decent seats for that one bud <laughs> I, he, I hope so he uh <laughs> It's okay. He and an old buddy of the show we had on Tyler Reeve down there in Nashville. Him and Tyler are really tight. And um, Tyler sent me a video one night. He was playing PS3 with Cole. They were playing Tiger Woods. And he sends That's me this awesome. video. Of, uh, yeah, I, I still have it on my phone. Actually, I was laughing my ass off. But um, that's really cool, man. That's awesome for you to have that in your corner. 
Um, okay. And no, nah, man. It, and guess what? Guess what the common denominator is? Golf. Period. What, yeah. Where's the U.S. Yeah. Open? The U.S. Open's in Los Angeles. Oh, shit. LACC? Oh, yeah, LACC. Yeah, we might have to make an appearance. Watch but I, I tell you to get Bash in the back, but the back is bigger than Bash, so. No, you keep Willie on there or get Mason on it. Get Will. I mean, you don't need me. Uh, look, but that's awesome, Ben, man. We we are so stoked to have you on here on Chasing Birdies, telling your story. I know that you have a great talent uh, under your wing, so to speak, and it's just incredible to see, um, you know, kind of your game on display national TV. And for me, it was even cooler because I got to play with you. Yeah, but, um, we, need, we need to play again soon, seriously. Well, anytime you come up to West Virginia, buddy, we, I got it covered. And uh, Pep's got PA, so you know we can definitely get some good games going. I'll tell you sure. where we're. I'll tell you where we're going. We're heading down to Georgia, bud, and I, I want to go to a hoopie. Oh my gosh, I, I want to go to a hoopie. I can't even get us down there. I'm America's well, guest, so you'll learn that real quick. We'll figure it yeah. out. <laughs> well, listen, brother, we're going to transition this um, into our last segment of the show called the Tap In Segment presented by Bettinardi Golf. Jonathan's going to ask you these questions, and you just rattle them off the way you wish. Gotcha. All right, man. Would you rather have three legs or one arm? <laughs> three legs. <laughs> Fast as hell. All right. Who's a better Batman actor, Christian Bale or Robert Pattinson? What a question. I talk about this with my team all the time. Um, God, man. Uh <laughs> I'm going to say Robert Pattinson just to piss him off. All right. <laughs> Favorite on-course tunes? On-course. I'm big. Uh, I don't listen to this off the course, but, well, I would say Kanye West. Uh, he's my favorite artist, and any anywhere I am, I'm putting on Kanye. Yeah. All right, Ben, last question. What are you chasing? Birdies, baby, all day long. Love it. Ooh. I love That's it. That's a good answer. I mean, that was a, that was a good answer. So, buddy, I, I gotta say, I'm I'm really impressed uh, with you as as a 21 year old. Um, keep working hard. You, you've clearly got all the game in the world, and uh, we love watching you. and And we're gonna be pulling for you. And hey, maybe we show up to a college event every once in a while, eh, Bash? Yeah, we could do that, bud. We do a live podcast. Get Mason, you, sure, yeah. and get yeah, the boys Mason, going. Uh huh. That's right. I really appreciate y'all having me on. This was a lot of fun. Hey, my man, thanks so much again, man. Keep chasing, and uh, we look forward to playing some golf sometime soon. Sounds good, brother. Thank you all. Man, oh, man. Could you imagine playing the finals of the U.S. Amateur? (sighs) Buddy, that was a hell of a final round. I mean, going from five down to four down to three down, and then, like I said in the interview, that putt, I feel like number nine. I just feel like that kind of was could have been a turning point. He has the hole with Birdie, but overall, this incredible run for Ben. I mean, the guy didn't even think he was going to be playing in the amateur but championship. But he was watching YouTube videos how to hold a putter, and he had four top eights. Like, uh, yeah, the kid's incredible. It goes to show you, know, you're always learning, boys. Learn how to hold the putter, maybe, bud, and you'll succeed in the Wendy's store, right? Um, so, <laughs> I mean, Putting dynamite. Me. I'm so excited for him to play in, in the Masters. U.S. Open and hey Ben, don't forget about your boys over here. You know we're always available. To go down to a special place in in Georgia. Um, but mm. yeah, man, awesome, yeah, awesome kid. And I, I I gotta say I'm proud of the kid. I mean, proud. never gave up. Absolutely. If you're five I down, mean, boys, you're hanging your head no. a little bit, a little bit. So yeah, I mean, you know, we, we know we know the feeling in these uh, member guests, but we get two down and we start like, you know, we're getting nine holes to turn shit, around, boys. Yeah, put it in high gear. That's the so, truth. That's the truth. That was a great episode, Ben. Thanks again, bud. The fall is around the corner, and there's no better time than going to Nemecolon during the fall. With hmm. fall colors, the leaves, fall golf. It's my favorite time of the year, so make sure you go over to Nemecolon.com. Book your rooms. Book some activities. Fly fishing. I hear that's fun, boys. Everybody loved it last time they went, so I might have to do that next time. I don't know how to do it, but check out nemicolon.com. Book your stay. Tell them the boys sent you, and uh, we'll see you around property. So what's up, bud? I mean, tell us a little bit about our next guest because uh, it's a special one, and it's 
dropping in three days. I know, man. Hey, we got a special episode dropping on Labor Day with Mark Brandt. And Mark was a serviceman. I mean, he was a PJ in the forces over there. He saved people. He was not scared to jump out of planes. He played golf at Murray State and decided that his military career was more important. Took the hiatus route. Did all that for years. Put his life on the line for us. Thank you. And now he's decided he wants to get back out on the golf tour and play in some mini pro events. And he's chasing birdies right now. So uh, we got a special episode for Labor Day dropping y'all on Labor Day itself with Mark Brandt. Uh, phenomenal guy. And uh, I'm excited for that one. Uh, excited for y'all to hear it. And uh, just it's just a good guy. A good It's like us, but it's like good people doing good things, right? I mean, exactly. I mean, yeah, 100%. And please, guys, tell your friends about Chasing Birdies. We appreciate the support. You know, we dropped a hat on Instagram. We sold, I think, 16 or 17 hats that day. So it was awesome. We appreciate the support. We're going to keep doing it on Instagram, dropping hats. And uh, we have enough of them, but, I mean, I mean, we stocked up. So yeah. also go to ChasingBirdies.com. If you purchase something of Holderness and Born on ChasingBirdies.com, send us a message with your order number. And we will drop an additional little swag in there for you for supporting us. So we really appreciate it. ChasingBirdies.com, Chasing underscore Birdies. Like, listen, love. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, it's the weekend's about here. Big game tonight, Pitt, West Virginia, kicking off the college football slate. So go Mountaineers, duh. And always, guys, we appreciate the love you give us. We appreciate your support. We are just out here trying to do it, and we hope you all are enjoying the ride as much as we are. Um, Thank you to Rachel and Jacqueline for all your social media help. You girls are awesome. I almost said you guys, but you girls are awesome. And Evo over at Simpler Media for your production help on this stuff. It's incredible. Thanks again. Go check out some of that jerky player brand built on. And Pep, what else, bud? Let's go chasing, huh?